1: It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks for listening. And again, if you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. Like us. Give us like a 1,000 stars, whatever you want to do. We appreciate all the feedback. And you can also hit us back up at game Day C-L-E. Um, Daryl, let's just – I, I want to talk about Deshaun Watson, the player, right now because we haven't spent a lot of time on that. Um And his impact, because you were out there in Berea, his impact on the team, all I keep hearing is the players love him, they're glad he's there, and it changes part of the dynamic of what we've seen as an offense. Is that true, what I've heard?
0: Yeah, most popular guy in the locker room. (laughs) And, uh, look, I mean, when you talk to anyone, uh, player or coach, about Deshaun Watson, there's not a bad word to be heard about him as a player, as a person. Uh, He is beloved and very well-respected, and that was very apparent. Now, Deshaun Watson, similar to Odell Beckham Jr., is very, very generous uh, with his teammates. Um, He interrupted uh, Anthony Walker's uh, press availability to give him a gift. The gift ended up being a a very nice uh, Rolex watch as a thank you, presumably because Walker gave up his number four to give it to Watson. Walker will wear number five uh, this year. But, you know, just watching Watson's body language on the practice field, I'm not even just talking about his talent, just watching him interact with people. He's got very good people skills uh, when he's on the field. He, you know, hugging teammates, dapping them up, talking to them, laughing with them, uh, you know, making, you know, guys feel really, really good. Uh, about uh, what they're doing uh, out there on the field. And then, of course, there's his, his talent. But, yeah, I mean, considering that everything that is swirling around him in his personal life, uh, which we have been discussing, uh, he's done a tremendous job separating that from uh, the football aspect. And I thought Greg Newsom made a very good point uh, about that uh, this week when he basically said, hey, Deshaun's job here is to play football, uh, not to tell us about his personal matters. He you know, leaves those outside, handles those with his family. But he, when he's in this building, he's about the work. And that was uh, pretty much the message from everyone that we talked to this week, that uh, the, whatever's going on in Deshaun's personal life is his business. It's it's not our place to grill him about it or to talk to him about it. Uh, he's here to play football. We're here to play football, and that's what Deshaun's doing, and he's doing it very very well. So, um, yeah, he is. It is very very clear how how he has already ingratiated himself with his new uh, Browns teammates.
1: How about with uh, Kevin Stefanski and how this offense might look? Uh, with him again I have like my my foot's on the gas and the brake at the same time wondering you know about his his ability to get on the field and and when we'll actually see him during the season but if you're Kevin Stefanski your thoughts are what on Deshaun Watson and I know we heard from Kevin uh, earlier in the week too
0: well you know uh, he's proceeding as if Deshaun's going to start week one Uh, we'll see if that ultimately happens but um you can see some different things and different wrinkles that he's got in there with Deshaun. I don't want to give too much away just out of respect for the the competitive a- aspect of, of this thing, but um it's plain as day Deshaun Watson's talent and and the different wrinkles he's going to be able to bring this offense and it really does look to me as if Kevin Stefanski is trying to accentuate those uh, talents which is what good uh, head coaches and coordinators do Um, you know the subject of rust came up because of course Watson did not play in 2021 Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now I don't think that there's any rust (laughs) I don't think that's gonna be a problem Deshaun did not now it's they're in again we got to temper the enthusiasm. The Browns always win the Super Bowl during OTAs in the minicamp. I understand that. Uh, but I'm just telling you what I see with my own eyes. And um, it's it just the talent jumps, off, jumps out at you immediately. Uh, not a flutter in the football coming out of Deshaun Watson's hands. I mean, you are talking tight spirals, whether it's just a short crossing route or he's launching it 50 yards down the field. There is no shotgun needed to put that duck out of its misery when Deshaun Watson throws a football. I mean it is it is it is just a beautiful sight to behold to watch the ball uh, come out of his hands the way uh, it does and it's on target even when they're running the half speed stuff like timing and half speed drills is extremely hard because they're going half speed. Right. And I was just I you know I did not – let's put it this way. I can't tell you how many times I've I've seen Browns receivers have to slam on the brakes on routes to wait for footballs over the years, right? Right. I didn't see that with Deshaun Watson this week. I mean, re- receivers were catching footballs in stride, which is kind of how the way it's supposed to be. They were catching it off the back shoulder or off the front shoulder, and just the, the, the accuracy, the pinpoint accuracy was uh, – again, they're in shorts and shirts. They're not in pads. There's no contact. There's no fear of him getting laid out by uh, a defensive end or a linebacker. Or a, I understand all that, all all of those things. But um, you know, it was a very positive first impression from a football standpoint that Deshaun Watson has made, and clearly he's made uh, an incredible impression and impact uh, amongst his teammates.
1: All right, just even watching at half speed with really, you know, no contact. Just do they need to get him help at wide receiver? That do they need to upgrade? Like I don't even. What did Amari Cooper look like this week? And then I know there were also some veterans that weren't there. But when you watch this wide receiving court, Yammy, yeah, I mean, you talked about it, and it didn't seem to matter whose name was on the back of the jersey.
0: Well, it's one of the questions that I ended up asking Kevin Stefanski: Is you know, does this say more about Donovan Peoples Jones and Anthony Schwartz? That you know the team has not gone out and brought in uh, a, a veteran receiver, right? And right. Stefanski said, "Well, I don't know what it says, but you know, from our standpoint, we're very comfortable with the guys that we have, uh, and and these young guys that they can go out there and do the job. So, and and I've maintained that all along that." You look at what Andrew Berry has done at that position, they're going to give these reps to these guys because I think that organizationally, quite frankly, they have to find out if Donovan Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz can do it. Um, David Bell, I think, is going to have the opportunity to have some impact. We saw a lot of him in practice, too. So, um, no, I don't think that Uh, I, I, I don't think that they need at this point to bring in a player for the sake of just bringing in a player because they really have to evaluate what they have.
1: Daryl, it's been fun. Uh, it's never-ending story of drama when it comes to the Cleveland Browns, and we'll talk more about it next week. I uh, want to wish everybody a happy Memorial Day. I hope you get to take time to spend time with your family and uh, you know maybe enjoy some halfway decent weather this weekend, although I do think uh, we're looking at rain. But, uh, Daryl, happy Memorial Day to you, uh, and I also want to say that uh, as well to Meredith. And So, Meredith, we'll drop a little bit later next week, correct?
0: Yeah, we might have a slight schedule change next week because of the holiday, but we will still release – two episodes as we do every week.
1: Well, that sounds good. Meredith, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Daryl, and we appreciate everybody listening. For Meredith Kane, for Daryl Ryder, I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you go to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We love being with you, and we love your feedback as well. If you want to be a part of a mailbag somewhere down the road, at Day CLE. Thanks for listening again. We appreciate you. It's always game day in Cleveland.